All right, welcome to the 47th episode of the Illusion Empire podcast. It is I, Illusion Empire. Well, today I have an interesting um, amount of items I want to discuss with you. And we have three from the very first segment, Primary Politics. And we have one go deeper into the Chinese um, occupation in Nepal. Now, I promised that at the last um, episode, previous one, episode 46. Um, and we all and also have an interesting, interesting analysis from a source that I just bumped into by accident about a war with China and Russia. Oh, that's very interesting to see, buddy, buddy. But is it a possibility that you're going to war since China has been super aggressive and expanding crazy? economically, militaristically, possibly even culturally. So that would be interesting. And uh, we also have um, Trump being nominated for the Nobel um, Peace Prize. The reason why I'm going to just share with this one, because Mary, he bitched about it a couple of times. Oh, he's never going to get nominated. He's never going to get nominated because of the the fake news, the, un- the unfair treatment, which is there, there's some truth to the unfair treatment. Not all of it, you know. Not all the the bashing is worth it. Some bashing is worth it, but not all of them, in my opinion. So that's what we have. So first item: the Chinese occupation of Nepal. And according to this last year's article, um, a war between Russia and China might be interesting. And then Trump being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, I know there are protests and stuff going on. But you already understand. I'm assuming you understand the patterns already. It's going on in Portland, Oregon. That one is the worst of the worst. I thought New York City and, and Washington State would be worse in, C- in Seattle. But no, but Portland. Portland, ooh, they've been protesting uh, I'll give it is gonna reach four months if this keeps up. So you know the case with that one is the same pattern. Protesters is riding looting and cops and federal agents defending the attack. Look, it's the same, it's the same damn pattern. So I'm gonna go deep into that. So that's my little rant on that. Now, for mid-game, we have some interesting news on that. We have Xbox um, Series X showing off some of their cards already. And then we're going to have... We have a schedule in time for the PS5 showcase. Yeah, And a lot of people are speculating that they're going to reveal their prices. Because Xbox already did. So that's already putting some pressure on PS5 to... At least reveal more things about it. They reveal their capabilities and their console. I mean, so the Xbox. Now Xbox is putting the pressure on them to get moving. Reveal those prices. And they got to care how they price it. There's a lot of people still not working. So. Care how you're going to price this console. That's why I would advise PlayStation 5 right there. Xbox already, I'm done with them. Just a clear bias I have toward against Xbox. Um, and then, last but not least, for mid game, we have 
Borat 2 already secretly filmed and complete. Um, I'm interested in that one. I saw the original Borat, so I'm looking forward to that one. And the first one was hilarious and super controversial. I I, I love some things that have that's great controversy because it generates interest. It dares to push the envelope somewhere. So, and then for weird topic finale or WTF for short, we have. Something that's symbolic but is also going on still today is um about uh, a eunuch. Eunuch is a fancy term for a castrated male. It's a little redundant because only males get castrated. And how that eunuch became Nairo's last empress. Yes, you heard me right. Empress, not. Not emperor. Remember, his his manhood was cleaned away. So I'm going to get into that. And warning, this is disturbing. But there's a point to why I'm discussing this one. Nairo. They still have some of that mental illness going on today, but a different form. Alright, so these are your topics. Seven of them all together. Three on the first two each. The first two has three of them each. And the last one is... I don't know, there's always one for weird time for now. Or two. If it's two very, very interesting things. Alrighty. We're going to reach the first segment right after this sponsor. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for about a year now. And if you really have the passion to start a podcast, you should do it. It's fun and easy. All right, so welcome to the first segment of the Illusion Empire podcast. This is the primary politics. The segment is all about politics. It could be international, national, or even the local level. Depending on whatever costs... Um, interests and big impact okay that's what we focus on so the first item here is we're gonna get deeper into the chinese occupation in Nepal. so according to the source at kathmandu kathmandu um the chinese has been expanding 
Um, and the reason it's been expanded because it's not now facing opposition. If anything, it is showing support by the Prime Minister KP Sharma Ali. So, and, and you know, and something we acknowledged, you know, according to these reports, this is government um, reports that China has been illegally occupying seven districts. I'm not gonna pronounce them. They are way too difficult. <laughs> well, I'm sure I will butcher them in ten lifetimes. All right. I mean, the villagers are pretty upset about it, but the government is really, 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 really um being coy about it, not reporting it. All right, and. Been, I mean, they be really, really occupying, and they even have the nerve, nerve, take over their pillars. How many pillars they took? None, but pushing their pillars back, so they could, um, and, you know, expand, take more land. And you know, I'm surprised. You know, actually, no, I'm not surprised. The mainstream media is not reporting. They report on, you know, the protests, the burning, the looting, and nonsense uh, pop culture news, such as you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. I'm not gonna talk about that, but I'm just my point is they're being such crap that has nothing to do with so many people. No, of course, I'm sure they have a lot of fans or Kardashians. So you know, they they point a bunch of stuff that I find insignificant. I have nothing against them personally. You know, they, they are making money. They are successful. But that's not something that I would want to report about because that's just, you know, their pockets are getting thicker and thicker and thicker every millisecond. You know. The multiple government agencies from the Human Rights Commission. All right, let me get back to the thing of the Chinese occupation of Nepal. I mean, they do have communist um, ideology, that so that's a fertilization for them to get along. Right. Some countries with similar ideologies, you know, they get along better because you know they think the same. You know, in terms of how their government structure is, how they control, and whatnot. They, I mean, they've been very complacent about about this the human rights organization because they pissed. The survey department they're pushing multiple. They they've been relocating their um pillars, such as one in Dalanka, Dan Dalanka, and and you know what? And there's even houses being taken over. I mean, the villagers are very pissed about this. I'm sure as so, all. So what are these foreigners doing our land? You know, they don't belong here. You know, they don't belong here. But yet, but yet, they are um and even occupying rivers. They know they need rivers to live. They want, you know, and they try not to piss off China, not trying to rough any feathers. That Belize government. 
You have to take at least 64 hectares of land in those seven in those seven counties. Alright. And looks like it's just like you just cave in. Not, not um a single sign of resistance from the government, at least. I'm sure the villagers are pissed off about it. I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm assuming that they have keep uh, pushing them off. Of course, Prime Minister doesn't want to upset China, but this is going to screw them over. I mean, I understand his fears. China's stronger than them economically, culturally, militaristically. Doesn't want to piss off his superpower counterpart. So, and they're just getting their way, China. No resistance. And, um, remember that story I talked about with Africa in the previous episode about how they acknowledge that they're being mistreated, but the government, but many in the government, except for Kenya, Kenya has been more vocal about it. They don't want to piss, you know, piss off China. So, and China, they, they, they say no wonder, but of course it's no wonder. There shouldn't be a wonder. I mean, this is why they've been getting their way. If you have a government that's just going to roll over for them, of course, the China's going to take advantage. If I was them, I would have done the same thing. Okay, I'll take more land. You know, where is the, where, where is some our, what is it? Oh, United Nations, huh? Oh, thanks to COVID that they can intervene. Well, you can do it virtually. How about that? Have you been doing it virtually? Look what China's doing. Or China bought many of y'all too. All right. There's more on China. That's, That's for the first item. So, in short, let's just put it real, real, real short. They've been taking so much... They're, China's taking over Nepal. I mean, you want to read extra details, fine. But the main point is China's taking over Nepal. And the reason why they ain't fighting against them because they're stronger than them. They share the same ideology. And that's all there is to that article. Nothing too complicated, in my opinion. This one here is going to require a lengthier analysis. Well, not for the third item. Third item, I'm going to just skip the, the idiotic name calling from the left on that one. So, you know, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping has been bragging. They've been bragging about our their friendship. Oh, our friendship is great, yada, yada, yada. But it's been, you know, suspicion. And, you know, and, and the reason why they've been great because the... Because they had a, a pact over a decade ago of Sino-Russian relations. Right, that's what it's called. And, and they both have interests of undermining the U.S. But there's been some, you know, according to this article, there's been some, you know, some mistrust between the two. No. 
And and you know, China's been, you know, they I think they already surpassed um Russia or something. I don't know, I know they surpassed them culturally, economically, but militaristically. I think they already did already. And I know one aspect they surpassed the the United States in submarines. So they're really getting aggressive here. Well, um, and Vladimir Putin, he's a smart leader. He's not, you know, he has some Chinese investments, he has reputation uphold. And there's just a lot of, you know, this is not just, you know, the, I'm sure this is not something that just pop out of the blue. This has happened before, before the you know, Chinese relations, a uh, you know, Russian relations has emerged. But they predicting that this get viral because China is really getting aggressive and pushing its Silk Road projects on them. Yeah, but you know, remember, remember with Rome, Rome was once a very mighty empire, even the Mongolians. Mighty empires do fall apart. So China, don't get too egotistical now. You'll fall apart if you don't learn the history from the might for the almighty empires like Rome and, and Mongolia. Okay? Just saying. They tend to fall apart. Yeah. And China has not done all that push, but they, the only one have been pushing is their sick role initiatives and their economic practices have been very, very aggressive. They said, work, 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 work like a dog. And then, you know, Russia's not good at taking bullshit, to be quite frank with you. But, you know, China's pretty, you know, close to Russia in one region. And this is just, you know, Russia don't put up with crap. They don't put up with crap. They don't take crap for long. So. And China doesn't want to give up their territory. Because they'd be very expansionistic. And so that's going to definitely cause some conflict. And I don't know Ding Xinping. No one that's made Vladimir Putin. You know, Vladimir Putin is a bad man. But he's not a stupid and incompetent leader. I'll give him that much. Because he's bad, doesn't make him stupid or incompetent. He's bad, maybe in the moral sense, but doesn't mean he's a stupid and incompetent leader. Alright? So. 
and China has been, you know, been um, you know, getting some land in Russia too. Not just in Nepal, they've been getting some land, even their space stations and all of that. They've been pushing their their thing, and especially in the Far East. I said, look, one look, we they they just they just been being very aggressive. And they seen that you know they're surpassing Russia, so they take advantage. So look, we are the new bad. We're gonna be the number one bad, you know, badass that's gonna undermine America. And they both are nuclear power. So if they two go to war, holy damn, there's gonna be massive destruction. As well, that could be prevented if well, I actually no prevent is such a bad word for it. It can be mitigated. Yeah, that, that's a better word. If they refrain from using um, nuclear devices. So, look. So, in China, with the expansion, they surpassed um, Russia uh, multiple significant fronts. I mean, it's bound to happen. I mean, even the Economist, who I read uh, months ago, that China, you know, China is the big brother of the relation now, not the little brother. That's Russia now. But Vladimir Putin, I want to, I will not underestimate him. You do remember the, K, the KGB? Hmm. Eh, don't be surprised you lose so many people think she because of that. And they both are dangerous, though. Both they both are dangerous. So, stating that, we're just gonna end. So, what's the what's so what's the point of this? Point is that their their romance that be shown in the media could could deteriorate pretty quickly because of China's aggression, economics, militaristically, culturally, all in. Oh, and taking land to the allies and militarists and using military force to take even small parts of Russia, too. But Vladimir Putin, I'm sure he's not being all out aggressive yet, but he's the type that he strikes strategically Putin. So, I'm like, I, you know, I don't know about Napoli's government, but the, the, the Russian government, the Russian government, and that's a different story. That's a, that's a much stronger government in terms of uh, competence and military strength and intelligence so so their bromance could be deterred the only thing the, the main thing that's keeping them together I think is the is their goal to undermine US and military okay that's, you know, it wasn't for that. I'm sure that bromance would have deteriorated much faster. Okay, and Vladimir Putin, he's smart. I don't support him, but I gotta give credit when it's due. I say he's great and all that. I'm not a Vladimir Putin sympathizer. Not at all. But you gotta give him that. He's, you know, he's something. Remember that German critic? Got poisoned? Yeah. Keep that keep that as a reminder of your brain about how dangerous a KGB could be. 
and how they try to undermine U.S. elections. Even though know, so far they only caught the, the the troll farms, but the thing I disagree with is that, that Trump was colluding with them. Yeah, I don't think so. Trump either is an idiot or a genius. You can't have it both ways. You know, sometimes left the liberal media say, oh, he's a mad genius, and then the next day say he's an idiot. If you separate by issues, yeah, then that makes sense. But you just can't use broad strokes twice on opposing and contradicting um, labels of one person. This doesn't make sense. All right, so we have the third item here, the final one, and this is about Trump getting nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. He got nominated twice. So, Mr. Christian Tybring Gade, I doubt I pronounced his name correctly, he already announced the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize nominations, and of course, Donald Trump is part of it. And he defended his actions, saying that um, he has, he has did things that are worthy of Nobel Peace Prize. You know, have great relationships with um, nations, reducing standing armies, and promotion of peace conferences. Yeah, do you check in America? Bruh. Yeah, it's not peaceful there. The vision's gotten worse to the point that the, um, the rioting and the looting has exploded. Pun intended. Um, so, and of course, let me say, oh, Donald Trump is doing very well. I'm not asking. And he even defended in this podcast by Fox. What's the name of that lovely, lovely podcast? Fox News Rundown Podcast. That's what he's speaking to something. Yeah. Of course, that's the best platform you're going to express that. If you try to do that with CNN, MSNBC, the mainstream outlets, oh, good luck. You're just not. It's just not going to happen. You know. And he's just saying, you know, he maybe thought that, you know, European, some Europeans say he's doing such a good job. Yeah. And then, of course, he defended Trump's domestic record, saying that he did well create jobs for minorities and women. And then he got hit by the virus and the BLM movement. Of course, Trump is very happy about this. I'm pretty sure he's bitched about it before. Say, hey, the things I'm doing is worthy of Nobel Peace Prize and Obama. And Obama only got it within a year. But his chances are slim. You want to know why? Because it's, there are. Three hundred and eighteen candidates for this Nobel Peace Prize, right? And so his chances is less than one percent, probably point zero three percent, more or less, is around there. And the last um, American to have it was the former President Barack Obama, who received it 
11 years ago. So let's see, will he get his? Will he get his Nobel Peace Prize or not? I mean, he has a lot of competition there. So what's the point of this? I mean, let's wrap this up for this third segment and this entire segment. This third item, I mean, for this segment and for the rest of the segment. So, Trump got nominated for Nobel Peace Prize because of some work he's been doing. He's been trying to break peace in the world. I mean, he is, he's been trying to do that. I'll give him that. Has been successful. That's a thing that um, I want to see, of course, according to him, that he is. But to me, I just think his ongoing work, you know, it's ongoing. And especially with the diplomatic ties between Israel and United Arab Emirates. I mean, if you can achieve that, I mean, that's worthy of Nobel Peace Prize, even in, you know, even if I pick God, it's a very hard thing to do. This is, you know, Zion, you know, Zionism versus, oh, excuse that exciting sound. But it's Zionism versus all um, Muslims, so that's a very, very hard thing to do. They both strongly believe in their own positions. So he got nominated by um, Christian Tiber Gid. At the Fox News Rundown podcast, he says Trump has been doing. He said he'd be doing well creating jobs for minorities and women. Well, it was a very low unemployment rate, so that's um pretty good on Trump on that part. I don't support him, but I give credit when it's due. So that's a little disclaimer. And you know. He would have been nominated earlier, maybe, if he would have um, succeeded peace talks with North Korea, which I think blew up in his face. That was incompetence in the Trump administration, objectively speaking. So let's see if he does. He has a lot of competition. He has over 310 competitors for that. So we'll see if he gets it. Let's see if he gets it. Of course, this guy is right wing. Political bias there, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Alrighty then. So this is it for the for primary politics. This is it for that. So we're gonna reach the second segment soon. So welcome to the second segment of this podcast. So we have three items here, three items once again. So we're going to have a little news for Xbox, a little news of PlayStation 5, and a little news about something that I'm really, really interested in more than these two consoles, which is Borat Part 2, I, you know. So Xbox has already revealed their prices for their two versions of the console that they're going to reveal. The Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. Okay, they're going to have different price ranges so we get down to that. So PlayStation has given us an announcement. They gave us an announcement that 
they're gonna have their showcases and then they're gonna re- and then a lot of people speculating that they're gonna reveal their prices it's sensible that i hope they do because xbox has already thrown some of their cards into the game already they already shown some of their cards so i think playstation has to do the same Nintendo, they don't have to worry about that much. Nintendo's its own little world. I mean, Nintendo has been competitive. The Switch has done a great job, don't get me wrong. But when it comes to console reveals, at least for now, Nintendo's not a problem. Let's just clarify that. So, let's get into the Xbox Series S and X. Xbox Series S um there's is gonna be smaller this one's the cheaper one this is gonna cost three hundred dollars in us that's about 215 euro it'll be released on november 10. all right so yeah, they the, only the cute little system. It looks like not much there is nice. You know, the colors mostly white. I mean, it's, it's meh in terms of color. I think the PlayStation design looks so much better. All right. And while the X, this is the supposedly the better one. So the Xbox Series X. Now the last one talking about the one that's three ninety, the one that's on two ninety nine. That's the S. S for small. This one's X. X for Xavier. Okay. But the prices are unconfirmed, but it's been leaked out. Is this leak beneficial? This is the idea that they give you how the prices are going to be. Not that, you know, not that surprising. It's not that outrageous. You know, they say it's going to come with a, for the S, for the Xbox Series S, S for Super. You're going to get a custom. 512 gigabyte SSD to allow faster load and instant game switching and support 1040 pixel gaming at 120 frames per second. Okay. And this is for the S only, S as in small. And they're both going to have the Xbox. All access subscription service while the S is going to have $25 per month for that. But the Xbox Series X, X for Extreme without an E, right? It's going to be $35 per month. Okay. So, I think the S stands for small because it's their smallest console yet. I see it. It's plain and small. It's nothing that impressive about terms of looks. But when it comes to the functionality, that's where the announce competing. So my opinion of design is not all that. Nope. It's very boring, if you'll be quite frank with you. Very, very, very boring. Very, very boring. So that's that's your details for that. Now from Engadget. 
The Sony's going to stream PlayStation 5 games. They're going to showcase them at September 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. That's the time that runs through the, the east side of Canada, United States, Central, and South America. So, I mean, PlayStation has been shown off. They, they already threw their cards down. They got a 40 minute of virtual presentation. They're going to have a. They're going to have their show, right? And hopefully they reveal their prices. For their two. I'm sure they have two versions. They have the digital and the physical. I still don't have no idea how that's going to work. So I hope they get to um, reveal those questions because Microsoft, that, that leak and those trailers, they already put pressure on them to re- uh, reveal them. So Sony, you got to really execute this. So Xbox is not, they, they're not messing around when it comes to that. So that's all. So that's all for, for the for the little um, PlayStation 5 was ever showcase. That's going to be three days from here. So my personally, my most exciting um, news here: Borat Two has been secretly filmed by Sacha Baron Cohen, who you know he's reprising his role as Borat, obviously. And you know he has. Uh, and remember. He. This is not. This is not the first movie. This is the second movie. Okay, because the first one came out in two thousand and six, and I remember when that when that movie came out. It brought so much, so much controversy. I mean, it was lawsuits. There was negative publicity. So, but many of the film staff has not confirmed it. And there is, there is, I'm excited for this. You know, he's already did some stunts disguising certain people, so people want to identify um, who he is, right? And I hope um, this one really gives a knockout punch. And I hope he brings a comedy in the controversy. I like when people push the envelope here. Because I remember when this thing, ooh, when this thing came out, multiple people, they freaking, um, they were suing this film left and right. You know, Sancho Barrico plays his character. Like Kazakh, and he's uh, I think uh, the way he presents himself as a awkward, very awkward um news person that creates chaos and mayhem. Yeah, that's just the best way to put it. And he he does that with real life events. That's what makes it interesting. That makes it very, very, very interesting. I mean, this guy. 
I mean, he's played some crazy characters before. It's not the first time. He did, what, the Ali G show? He also did... Um, he played crazy characters in Bruno. I'll say that's one of his weaker films, in my opinion. Oh, The Dictator. That one's hilarious, too. So... Yeah, nah, I just can't wait to see. I have some, I have some positive expectations with this one. I don't want to give too much because it will breed disappointment if I do. So, Rat Two has already uh, been filmed. I know they got to do finishing touches, editing. Definitely some marketing, just vir- just put it virtual. I mean, some states you could do physical billboards. Yeah. So, whatever you do, just make sure, just remember what made the first one great and amplify that by two. Double it, in other words. So that's what I want to see from that. Definitely want to see Crazy Shang because his first one was very crazy. I think the only censorship I would permit is um, male genitalia. So, there you have it. This was a short and light segment. And are you excited for these new consoles? Are you excited for Borat 2? You know, are you? I mean, we get. I mean, we gotta look forward to entertainment. Some states, people are still cooped up and locked up. Still, not that much to do out there. I like to speak for New York and California. Can I speak? Can I speak for other states? No, some other states that's allowed. Um, you know, movie theaters to be open and allow some limited activity. New Jersey's allowed some limited activity. I'm not sure about movie theaters, but I know what indoor dining they have, they have allowed that already so all right this is it this is the end of um this pretty positive and curious segment next one we'll be going sadly to the dark once again all right we're gonna reach the third and final segment soon Welcome to the third and final segment of this podcast. So, we're going to look at this nefarious ruler of Rome. There's a reason why I am recording this. And get to that later. But first, I'm going to read a little bit about how yet a teenage boy become an empress. So, um, he killed his second wife, Sabina. A slave boy named Sporus, that's his name. And he had a beauty term. And they had it castrated. They made him his bride. It's very sick rule of this man. So, that's your intro. If you can't handle that, Feel free to skip this um, segment. 
in the rest of the podcast because if you can't handle it for any reason, this is purely for educational analysis purposes only. All right. So the beauty of this teenager was his ultimate curse because of the intro I just told you. I'm not repeating that again. You know, Rome had luxuries. He's rich. Of course, the emperor was rich himself. But he was self-proclaimed demigod. Mental illness, that one. I don't know. It's how some sick people think. If you think mental illness is a new thing, you got something else coming to you. And this is a, a you know, and a perfect example of power of that's unrestrained. This is why we need restraint power and unbridled perversion. Okay. So, of course, it was just this um, male slave, like a woman. He has to act very ladylike, especially in public. Even had relationship was he had sexual relationship with his own mother. And of course, like a typical nut, he murders. I mean, he was murderous. But since it didn't meet his sadistic expectations. Um, he kills them. He, of course, he names her Sabina. Cornsosaurus. The only name he has was Sports. He was a slave. So I don't think slaves get on full names at that time. And it comes from, and it means, it comes from Greek. It means seed or sowing. Yeah, he sold deception. And he even made him empress. I mean, this is what happens when we keep power unchecked. And let's see how liberal it was. Same-sex relations at these times was more about domination than romance. Okay. And the only time it was okay was if you're both a ranking member. They both were ranking members of the Roman society. Of course, there is, um, you remember Julius Caesar with his um, sexual adventures. Why I'm mentioning this insanity? There's a reason why. Because there is, and I'm pretty sure we have known about recently about people in power abusing the victims. Using their power to exhort dominance, and they're caught 
Some will fight a long legal battle like Harvey Weinstein. And then there's those who take the cowardly way out like uh, Jeffrey Epstein. People with power needs to be taken down. I'm all for it. This man's rule, thank God it has ended. It's okay. You know. Uh, homosexuality is not a modern thing. It existed for a very, very long time. Okay. But what happened here was very cruel. Not just stripped his manhood, but stripped his identity and what little that he had left. Oh, and socially, too, to add into that. Because Empress Soil, you're just a... That's a female figure for the um, emperor. And you're supposed to beget children. Um, And... That, the reason I'm going real slow here is because it's... Tragic. So, this, so this person here, and the Senate has actually got enough. This is why we got to stand up to power. Because if you leave power unchecked, it's just going to keep going and going and going and get worse until death and destruction takes over everything. And decadence. And this Roman emperor... Well, forget about him. He's actually not that important. I mean, the Roman pop- populace was very disgusted with the leadership, thank God. They had some sense there. And of course, Nairo, like a punk, pretty similar to Epstein, except that Epstein killed himself. This will try to make a run for it. And he was declared public enemy by the Senate. And it was going to plan to execute him because he was such a corrupt rule. See, keep power in check. If it's done right, tyrannical rulers will be caught and stop. Okay. And and this private secretary actually helped Nairo took the easy way out. He stabbed the dagger right through his neck. So that he could escape the humiliating public execution. Ah, uh, let's compare it to Epstein. He was humiliated. He was locked up. He killed himself in prison. But this guy was an emperor ruler, and the Senate had enough. It was gonna execute him. 
And of course, this one here who who has no manhood, no dignity, anything. Takes the easy way out. Also. Also kills himself. So. This here. This here. I think you could also say. Beauty was also a curse. Because for a t- for a Roman teenage boy, he had a very strong feminine features to actually replicate as a beautiful woman. Beauty was a curse. This was, of course, after the Roman golden days under Augustus Caesar. Augustus Caesar would not have ever stooped this low, but. You know, ever since he was gone, I think the next one good after him was Trajan, and that's it. I mean, based on accomplishments, but Nairo, mm-hmm. Nairo, he was the um, synonymous to corruption, unchecked power abuse, all of that. So, reason why I read you to this is because this is what some people in power are going to do, and it has been done. Most recent famous example, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in prison. And they say, oh, oh, he died because of this and that, which I know was bullcrap. I mean, if you break your damn neck, he, he killed himself. I mean, come on, you sense people. You know, he didn't fake his death. He did die. That's the part mainstream media got right. But come in, come on. When I heard that's a come on. Even people who got basic sense and not even, you know, that, that are not, you know, it's actually advanced should be able to um, detect this. Such BS. People in power do this. Especially if they've seen all the way out. Kill themselves. That's it. That's it. I mean, if you keep pissing on the public long enough, you'll have a mob against you. And that's the mob that he reaped what he saw all evil as he has done. Anyone caught doing this, at least we have laws for that. Let's just hope to the Lord that Not hope to the Lord. Not this week. Let's pray to God to restore some sense and justice into this broken criminal system, which is used COVID as propaganda. Oh, release the prisons. We know they're rapists, murderers, robbers, but yet they got released. Restore some order. If you have to crowd the prisons and have them get affected with COVID, so be it. Just arrest the right person, the one who commit the crime. Don't make those wrongful arrests. Because there's some people that are wrongly arrested. It's like, like this um, Sporus here. Wrongly abused. Very wrongly abused. Didn't deserve it at all. The curse of beauty got him. 
and there are some so just because they fit the description of a typical a stereotypical criminal they get locked up they get trauma some don't rec- some don't recover some kill themselves this is why you get your body your mind and your spirit straight if you don't maintain that you will go bananas and you will have a phantom COVID taking over your mind, body, and spirit. So stating that, stating that anyone who wants to continue this Nairo-like rulership should be persecuted at the highest extent no exceptions and let's and speaking about that let's even put Trump because Trump he dug himself uh, he, he put himself in this situation he brand himself as a law and order if he was all about law and order rioting and looting would have stopped Um, convicted criminals who have stood in um, prisons. Okay? But you're not showing law and order. What you're showing is unlawlessness and chaos with incompetence. I know he tried. He did try. But many agencies has actually turned on them. They want to listen to them. And I'm sure not all people on the left are rioters and looters. To label it that way is mentally ill. And anyone who wants to follow Nero, rather you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, I have no, I will not support you at all. You're vermin in my eyes. Anybody who got sense and moral left, they should label it the same. And this is reason why third party is brewing because they're tired of the Democrats and the Republicans with their constant bullshit. Dems, oh, we for the people, but yeah, you've supported the rich and the tech industry. Oh, the, oh, the Republicans, oh, we against welfare, but yet you took uh, PPE money. Constant BS from both sides. And God willing, a third party will be formed out of this. A third party that can actually take a bunch of seats in a local, state, and federal level. Let's be clear. A third party will be a healthy thing for this country right now. It will take time and it will be extremely difficult because it's ruled by two parties. And have a good platform too, because if you have a crappy platform to me, you just shouldn't exist. We had Jesse Ventura there, which is a good thing because he's actually one of the brightest in there in my opinion. Cornell Wells, I don't know much about him. I had to look into him to see just what I make judgment. 
But I do know Jesse Ventura. And he's very smart. He can shut the left and the right up very easily. But enough of that. Enough of that. So what's the lesson you can learn from Nairo? Question authority. If you have enough evidence, persecute them. Create a public civil disobedience if you have to. Yes, I do support protests. You want to be clear about it. Yes, I do. Keep protesting, BLM. Just remember not to be involved. Well, try to avoid violence. I know it's impossible to avoid every instance. Just try to avoid the violence as much as you can. Antifa, just get the hell out. I hope all you people of Antifa get locked up. Y'all criminals in my mind. Okay. And the Trump supporters, and this is my message to Trump supporters, Trump is not always right. He's human just like everybody else. If you think he's a god, you 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 are committing a very, very bad sin. The worst, actually. Idol worshiping. Or the left is guilty that with government just some degree, but yeah, I show it very openly with Trump. And and yep, and the good people, if you do nothing, there's another lesson for now. If you do nothing, evil will win. When we band together and fight against corruption. We will win, even though it's going to be long and difficult. God is the Lord of impossible. If you don't believe in God, that's your choice. But he is the Lord of impossible, and even the mightiest empires has fallen. And let's use Rome again. One of the reasons why Roman Empire fell because of Christianity. Ah. But I digress. These are the lessons you could take out of Nairo's corruption. When evil goes unchecked. It will be done. These people are not gods, these people that rule. They are flesh. And you know it's a good thing about flesh. They don't live. Their influence does not last forever. Unless they're historically great. And with the exception of communist communistic erasure. Which has happened. All right. I think that ended better than I thought. To be honest, I expect to go all out like that. But this is why I chose the Nairo story. 
And Donald Trump is not the only problem with this country. He is not the only one. He's one problem. Biden too. The government. Both Dems and Repubs. Um, God being um, quote unquote eroded. Many problems. You need to question authority and make sure power gets checked. And this could be even applied to the tech um, giants like Google, Mark Zuckerberg, who runs Facebook and Instagram. Amazon, they have too much power. They need to be breaking up. We need a modern and effective version of Teddy Roosevelt of breaking breaking these companies. Antitrust laws. Because they got too much freaking power. And rebellion will continue to grow until this problem gets resolved one way or another and God forbid it will be a fiery and bloody end because I'm going to be honest with you we are in a we are in a second world um civil war oh world oof, 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 oof. I misspoke there it's not a world war thank God for that but it is a second civil war between the left and the right We are in it with these long, violent, looting, rioting, shootings, and killings spread throughout the nation. We are in a civil war. It's no longer hyperbolic for me to say that. All right? So just bring some law and order. I don't care who the candidate is. I don't care who's the winner of 2020 election. Bring true law and order and stop using it as a political rhetoric or talking point. Thank you so much. Have a good day or night and there'll be no preview to the next episode because I have no idea what I'm going to report. Peace.